All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. Still a little hoarse today. Linda's making me drink this disgusting tea with honey in it, but, you know, it goes in and out a little bit. To be honest, at first it makes me a little, my, my throat more raspy. Um, I feel 100% fine. It is a nasal drip issue. It is not any other issue. Let me get that out of the way, and I feel great. It just doesn't sound great at times. It's it's kind of opening up now a little bit, but it closes and then opens up again, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, thanks for being with us. Toll free, it's 800-941-SEAN. Uh, we had Kevin McCarthy on Hannity last night. Uh, now, Swalwell is off the Intel Committee, as he promised, uh, and Schiff, the congenital liar, is off uh, for lying. That was the, the reason. He shouldn't have been on the Intel Committee to begin with. And uh, Swalwell, of course, has this issue with this friend of his called Fang Fang. Can't make this up in a, in a novel if I'm beginning to write one. Uh, now the House has just uh, booted uh, Congresswoman Omar off the uh, House Foreign Affairs Committee after a majority of her colleagues voted to remove her by a vote of 218 to 211. Uh, that took place in the House. Uh, she says, is anyone surprised I am being targeted, she said. Uh, in at times what was an emotional speech on the floor earlier today, which was attended by large numbers of House Democratic Caucus cheering her remarks. Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected because when you push power, power pushes back. Well, it would be nice if that's what this is about, but it's not. And the precedent that was set uh, remember, Jim Jordan and Jim Banks were kicked off the January 6th committee. And by the way, we have some pretty b- big news regarding that, that it seems that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, but I consider it very big news. And that is Lester Holt at NBC Nightly News. He introduced a segment uh, Tuesday night. I didn't know about it till today. That Because de- I don't watch Nightly. I don't trust NBC. That's my bottom line. Anyway, the detailed federal law enforcement agencies failures in the lead up to the January 6th uh, riot at the Capitol. Well, wait a minute. You mean when I was calling for uh, and asking the committee, I know they wanted their pound of flesh against Trump and blame Trump, 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 uh, but they never wanted to talk to the, the Capitol police chief who requested the guard six separate times. They never talked to the sergeant at arms or Nancy Pelosi. They didn't ask for their texts. They didn't ask for their emails. They didn't ask for their phone records. They didn't ask Muriel Bowser why she declined the National Guard, you know, at a whole cloth. Why did she do that? But anyway, in this segment, NBC News echoed criticisms and concerns that we conservatives have expressed since the attack occurred. Now to our NBC exclusive, the January 6th committee's final report was more than 800 pages. You can buy an autograph copy, or you could, from Adam Kinziger, because he was sending, you know, before he got hired by fake news CNN. Anyway, material did not make the cut, including much of their findings on the failures of law enforcement and what intelligence they had in the lead-up to January 6th. Oh, stuff that we were talking about. Like, remember, if you might recall, the Capitol Police chief first said there was no intelligence that indicated there was going to be any kind of trouble. And he said, we don't need the National Guard at that point. Just a day later, he changed his mind based on an intelligence briefing. Oh, amazing stuff. 
Anyway, so the images, for example, and Lester Holt said, the images of the attack on the Capitol stunned America, the world. Tonight, in an exclusive interview, the chief investigator for the January 6th committee says that the government could have prevented it. Oh, why didn't they do that? Why? Why? It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. Why? It's irresponsible. Anyway, NBC News correspondent reporting that the former lead investigator for the committee told NBC if intelligence agencies acted on the information that they had, they could have prevented the Capitol riot from occurring. Law enforcement had a very direct role in contributing to the, the real failures and the failures that led to the violence. Well, that's, that's a whole different, you know, set of facts that nobody in the mob, now that it's all over, the show trial is all over, that they wanted to mention. By the way, FBI is to search Mike Pence's home. This is an agreement they made in Indiana for more classified materials. My understanding is Mike Pence initiated this investigation on his own after the many reports came out. I would not expect that they find anything else there, but that's happening Nobody's going to get in trouble for that. I don't believe. If you're asking me where the vulnerabilities are for the Biden family, it would be about money. It would be about deals they made with foreign countries. And we have a lot of questions that need to be answered. I'll give you a few of them. You know, when when Zero Experience Hunter, he went on Good Morning America, you might recall, and he confirmed he had no experience in the oil and gas industry. The energy industry he had no experience in Ukraine. Uh, nope, 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 no experience, none whatsoever. Then he was asked whether he would have been selected to serve on the Burisma board and be paid all this money if he had had a different last name. He says, probably not. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life if my last name wasn't Biden. Does that explain why Burisma would pay Hunter, millions with no relevant life experience. Wouldn't you like that deal? And doesn't it shed light on Joe Biden? I think it was before, I think it was before the Council on Foreign Relations. But I've shown the video enough of Joe Biden bragging. You're not getting the billion dollars. You're not going to get it. This was, I believe, loan guarantees, taxpayer dollars. And unless you fire that prosecutor, why would a vice president want to fire a prosecutor in Ukraine? Doesn't make sense, does it? Until you find out. This guy Shokin investigating Burisma and his son Hunter. But we're to believe, and remember, they were paying him millions of dollars, and he admits he has no experience. So that has to be answered, that question. Because, you know, remember the big deal? We have President Trump impeached over a quid and a pro and a quo that they said existed when he was asking the new President Zelensky if he was going to be like his predecessors or be, be be a better steward of the monies that the United States of America and its taxpayers are giving to the country, which was a fair question. I want our president, our Congress to be good stewards with our money. Anyway, so during this uh, March 16 uh, visit to Ukraine, you know, Biden says he ordered the Ukrainian president. This is according to uh, Congress.gov. You can find it yourself. Uh, 116 meeting house 110331 documents anyway that that during this visit to ukraine in 2016 that president biden uh wasn't president then but vice president biden at the time um ordered ukrainian president poroshenko to fire victor shokin 
at the same time that Hunter was being paid and on the board of this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. Now, if the president refused, Biden said that he'd put the one billion in foreign aid, you know, he would pull the one billion in foreign aid from Ukraine, maybe loan guarantees. The prosecutor was fired. Son of a B, they did it. You got about six hours, six hours, Joe said. Should a vice president ever leverage taxpayer dollars to demand a foreign prosecutor or official be fired? Or is that a quid pro quo? Now, these are questions that I think Hunter and his legal team need to start answering. We have been reaching out. I talked to my staff on TV today. I said, how often, because I knew we, as general practice, when we cover stories, we reach out to um, the other side all the time. Standard operating procedure. Um, How often do we reach out to Hunter's people to give a response on these questions? They said every time. Every time a new big story came up. Um, In a January, this according to the New York Post, in a January 2019 text to his daughter, Naomi, Hunter wrote that, unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half of your salary. Is he accusing his father of taking half of his salary? Does that mean that he was paying his father when he said that? That was on the laptop from hell. I think we need an answer on that question. Now, there is some question. You know, there was a letter from, I guess, one of uh, Hunter's new lawyers saying, we write on behalf of our client, Robert Hunter Biden, to request an investigation into the following individuals for whom there is considerable reason to believe violated various federal laws in accessing, copying, manipulating, and or disseminating Mr. Biden's personal computer data, says the letter. Now, in that letter, when he says his personal computer data, are they are the lawyers acknowledging that the laptop from hell is real? Because um, I was watching Fox earlier today, and it says the lawyers are not acknowledging that that's Hunter's laptop. So if that's their position, I think we need clarification because is this tweet, in other words, is the New York Post and quoting this laptop in January of 2019, unlike Pop, I won't give you, uh, I won't make you give me half your salary. Was he giving money to Joe? Now, we know Joe Biden made the claim repeatedly during the campaign that he never, ever had a conversation with his son, Hunter, about his foreign business dealings. Now we have photographs with Hunter, Joe, and some of his foreign business partners. We have minutes of meetings. This has been confirmed by numerous sources, New York Post included. Um, you know, for example, uh, the Daily Mail reported that documents from the laptop appear to indicate Hunter's, uh, Hunter paid his father's phone bill and spent thousands of dollars on home improvement supplies and projects for his father's home in Delaware. I think we can ask the question. I don't know the answer. Number one, is that true? Number two is how much, if it is true, how much did Hunter spend on his father's expenses? Is, did the Daily Mail get that story right? According to the New York Post, uh, this was on 6-8-22. Um, friends of Hunter say that he discusses the finer points of Ukraine policy and other matters of state around the dinner table with his father, aside from serving on the board of Burisma, an oil and gas company, uh, what did, what is his life experience that warrants millions of dollars? 
And the same questions can be made about, for example, you can go to the finance.senate.gov website. You know, how was how was Hunter Biden able to form a joint venture with a state owned bank of China 10 days after accompanying then Vice President Joe Biden on an official visit to China? Check out that information on uh, finance.senate.gov dot slash IMO slash media slash document. We'll put links up at, at different times. Um, how did he spend one hundred thousand dollars? These are questions I want to ask and I want answered. Is it true that Hunter Biden According to finance.senate.gov, was placed a hundred grand was placed in an account between him and CEFC executive Gong Wendong is his name. Is that accurate that the money was used for a hundred thousand dollar global spending spree with Jim and Sarah Biden? Is that true? Is the finance.senate.gov site were accurate? What was expected in return for the Chinese funding if it is true? Stay on the same website. For what purpose did the former first lady of Moscow send Hunter the $3.5 million wire transfer? Uh, is it also true? A New York Post, this is 10-17-2022, uh, uh, that the former first lady of Moscow invested $100 to $200 million in a real estate venture involving Hunter. And what experience does Hunter have in real estate? Can anyone confirm any of this? You know, I'm, I'm, we're going to start sending over questions to get answers and see what they say based on all of these reports and, and all of these sources that we have uh, impeccably put together. 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, now I want to tell you about Master Spas. Look at Linda. Were you in your Master Spa last night? Well, yeah, after all this wonderful news and this relaxing week. Okay, February is cold and unforgiving. So you race outside, you jump in your master spa, your Michael Phelps swim spa by master spas. You can work out or just relax. What did you do last night? Relax or work out? I did a little bit of both. I did a rowing and then I did a sitting. I do. I like the rower. It works. I want Michael Phelps' big arms. They look nice. What about my big arms? I'm just... Well, I don't know. I've never seen you in a pool. You don't swim. You're too pale. You got that Irish skin. Uh, my, my skin hasn't seen sunlight in like 30 <laughs> years. Anyway, you're going to love Michael Phelps' uh, spin, uh, swim spa. It checks every box, variety of sizes. It can complement even the smallest backyard. And you know what? It's therapy all year round and exercise all year round. And it's fun. Your family's going to love it. They have a special offer going on right now. Go to masterspas.com. Enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. And you can save up to 1000 bucks off your master spa. You can exercise, you can relax, you can recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand that I trust, masterspas.com.